because you have a veteran roster, like I assume that you don't have to implement as many stuff as, as you would at this time, usually typically at this time of the year. So how do you, how do you deal with that? And, and, you know, how does that translate to, to, you know, the new guys trying to get the new guys to come along as well? Well, I think there's things that over the course of the year that you can really identify is like, you know, this is good, like unequivocally. Um, and then there's other things that are good in certain situations. Um, and there's other things you need to, you know, to work on. Um, so those adjustments, whether, you know, the playoffs always give you windows into that, um, analytics give you windows into that. The playoffs are more specific to a situation, but that, you know, that that's the playoffs. So you, you look and figure out how you can adjust and be better. Um, and then I think, you know, for us, when you we spend a lot of time going back over the last year, trying to figure out not just what we need to do differently, but what, you know, maybe that we're doing well, that we need to do more of like last year, it was, you know, we're shooting the ninth most threes, but we're the best percentage. So what are those things? And I think there's always, um, there's always adjustments that, that may seem, you may not even notice that may seem, you know, maybe just the simple spacing situation that creates um, a lot of different things. And during the year, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm answering this very well, but during the year, you notice those things but there isn't time to truly implement something at a level that, 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 um, you know, you're rewarded for it, you know, you, cause it's new, it's not efficient. You're teaching a different habit. So the off season gives you a chance to really, you know, dig in on those things and, and, and commit to them. And that's true of a veteran team too. Um, in some respects, um, we use all, we got a, Sanjay Lumpkin, one of the guys on our DAV staff is, I think, a scratch call. It, it, to go from four to scratch, you know, is a lot harder than go from, you know, 14 to four. Right. So I, I think the math and the, the, the mindset is still the same, um, but trying to find those incremental gains and also trying to find them with, with players, you know, where you're looking at a player and trying to figure out, well, he's efficient here, he's not efficient here, what can he do different? Um, but, but I think the challenge is it's easy to point to something and say, you know, we need to be better there. The question, you know, how, how do you become better there? Um, sometimes that's personnel adjustment. Sometimes it's, you know, a lineup combination. Um, sometimes it's spacing, different play. Um, and that, you know, that's what the summer entails. And, you know, I think you, you, you know, you watch the playoffs, um, you watch regular season games. There's just, you know, you try to collect as much information as you can and then, you know, make those decisions, but it allows you with the veteran team to focus more on those things, you know, be, because the guys are trained in a certain respect. And that, that's what we found, you know, last year, we, there's certain things in their style, our style of play that still really fit us. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And, you know, not take it for granted, but then at the same time, let's try to get better. From the outside, it seems like having Hassan here with four 
dope to learn from because it's, it's got true like rim running, mm -hmm. big sweep of the bigs. Now, on the outside, that seems good, but it's also like I would think that it would be a nice challenge for him. It's not like he doesn't want those minutes. Yeah, I might even take it further. I, I think, I think it's great for Rudy, you know, to have Hassan. You know, we forget a little bit Hassan. You know, Hassan was earned and was rewarded with a big contract in Miami. So that 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 wasn't an accident. And you know, I, I think um, having someone else, you know, even for Rudy to to push him, and then obviously, you know, for Dope to to see those two guys, certainly. Um, but when you have two centers that, and I know, I think Hassan's year last year was really an outlier. Um, but when you look at what he's done over the core, I mean, I think he's in the top 4% in defensive rebounding, like historically every year, like that's, that's hard to do. Um, so the, all those guys, you know, I, I think the same is true of like Mike and Donovan, those guys pushing each other. I, so I, I think it's great for, you know, for Rudy um, and to, for those guys to kind of, you usually get, you know, a bonding that takes place too. And uh, I think Son's in a really, really good place. I think it's, I'm really glad he's here. You know, I felt strongly when I talked to him that it would be a really good fit for him. And I, I think he's feeling that even in a short period of time, just the way we play and, you know, I think there's a way to coach him that, you know, will we'll, we'll help him too. What kind of advice or instruction have you given Jared as he kind of begins this NBA journey? Um, I, I think one of the unique things about Jared is he's played, he, he's, he's won. So he's played with other really good players and he knows what it takes for a team to win. And that, that's, I think, something um, that, that the same is true of, like, Trent. You know, those, both those guys have been in situations where they've, they've won games in college, you know. And it, it, in, in some respects, you know, when, when, when people look at our team and talk about depth, and there, there aren't a whole lot of opportunities you know, if I'm playing Jordan Clarkson 18 minutes instead of 24, that, that we're not using jo Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion, the right way. Um, same thing with Joe, you know, so you can shave Joe's minutes from, with the, you know, 32 to 26, but at some point those guys are really good and they show that night in and night out. So I think for Jared, part of it, you know, is patience. You know, and, and you, you can you can be really competitive and hungry and still be patient. And when I say patience, knowing it's a little bit like preparing for when an opportunity presents itself for you to have an impact and understanding that the impact you might have on this team because of the makeup of the team is going to look different, but it can still be really impactful. And, you know, that's when you have things – you know, invariably there's injuries, there's foul trouble, there's all kinds of things. And, you know, so continuing to work and be hungry and not get frustrated if it doesn't come, you know, right away. I mean, we've got, we've got competition at that position. You know, I mean, Trent had a great summer league. Um, those two guys are very different players. You know, when, if we didn't have 
Mike and Don and JC and Joe, you know, those, those two guys could, could play together. You know, it, Trent's got size. Jared can really shoot the ball. They both have great tempo. So I think for a lot of our younger guys, it's, it's the same thing. Um, but in Jared's case, you know, when you talk to him, he, he's, he's got a very mature outlook and, you know, I, I think that will serve him well, not just now with this team, but over the course of his, of his career. I think he is very grounded. He knows who he is as a player. Um, and he's very coachable as well. But it's hard to, you know, you're, you're coming into a team that, you know, is, isn't perfect, but, you know, had, had some success last year. You know, so, you know, that, that's part of it. You know, you, you come into a team that isn't as good a team. There's going to be more opportunity, but he's got a chance to, you know, to watch and learn and not just be coached by me, but to be coached by Mike and Donovan and Joe. And, and uh, I think that's a real, that's a real advantage, especially over a longer term. Yesterday we touched a little on the conversation that you had with Rudy Gabe and he mentioned kind of sold him on the organization. Uh, yeah, look, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yesterday we touched a little bit on the conversation that you had with Rudy Gay. Ocho. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Got to think of a nickname for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, Hassan also mentioned during his session that meeting you like in person for the first time, you were not what he was expecting. What's the what's kind of the the process like of acclimating to new guys like? you to them and them to you when they come in, you know, when they join the organization. Well, what, what was he expecting? <laughs> he, he said he thought that uh, you were going to be like this super, I think the word he used was angry. He's You're, seen the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's social media for you, right? You can make anything. Um, I, I think, you know, one of the things about particularly you know, guys that have been in the league is you have a chance to watch them over a period of time. They, they may not know you're watching them. And clearly I didn't know that he was watching me be angry. Um, the, um, so you get a feel for a player. Um, and I think, you know, players are different and, you know, Hassan is a rookie versus Hassan now and his, you know, experience in his career, and part of it, in my mind, it's my job to try to figure out, you know, how to help them, you know, how to help them be better. And I think a big part of that is how to help them, you know, feel comfortable and, and fit in and be connected. And if they can feel that, like, you know, it has to be real. You know, it's not like a if you're selling something you don't believe in, you know, that that's disingenuous and in, in, in both those situations, like I know the con I really felt strongly that the situation we had for Hassan, regardless of minutes or all that is just a really, really good one that he could thrive in. And the same thing in Rudy's case. Um, so that those, those conversations, I guess the best way I could describe them was, you know, I talked to Rudy for a while. Um, talked to him a couple of times. Um, and it just was very authentic. We talked a lot of basketball, um, but usually when you're talking about basketball, it's kind of a platform for a lot of other things. So 
you know, hopefully they get a, the, the thing that jumped out to me with Rudy was, you know, there's a, there's a joy, you know, playing the game that you, you often have a lot of when you're younger. And as you get older, you know, you, you, you remember that and you kind of crave that. And I think for him, he'll be at his best when he's having fun. Cause I, I don't think there's, you know, my, my, even today, you know, my dialogue, coaching, whatever you want to call it, is just much more interactive. I, I want to know what he thinks. And I think Rudy's a guy, you know, in this short time as I've been around him, I think it's important for him to understand why you want him to do something because he's really intelligent. And if he can, can explain why, you know, even if it's something that he's not crazy about doing, you know, he wants to win. And I, and I think that, you know, that's overriding. So it's the best thing about this job is when you get to coach guys that, you know, that you really enjoy being around. We'll go with that, Ben Anderson first. Quinn, I think piggybacking off that a little bit, because they've been in the league for a decade, both Rudy Gay and, uh, and Hassan seem to have pretty well-developed personalities. Is it difficult to incorporate new personalities into a locker room? Is that something you have to be hands-on with or – is that something that when you've been in the league for a decade, you, you know how to do? Um, I think it, there's a lot of variables. I, th I think, I think both their personalities, you know, add a lot to our team. You know, I think Rudy's maturity and experience, he's got a voice. I think he's, he's here longer. Um, you know, I can see leadership ability, you know, from that because of his experience, because of his, you know, unselfishness, you know, I think Hassan, you know, there's a levity. Hassan's got a great sense of humor. Not that Rudy doesn't. Um, but th those are things that I think, you know, the more you embrace, you know, that, you know, different people bring different things, the more they add. And Jordan's a great example. You know, it, you know everybody's different. And I think we're lucky that you want guys to be authentic. You don't, you, you don't want them to try to, you know, be something in order to fit in. You know, the hope is that who they are will fit in. And sometimes that requires everybody adjusting their expectations a little bit. Um, and I think that takes some time. But in both our cases, you know, I, I feel that's happening very quickly. All right, last question, Andy Larson. Queen, we got a presentation from Monty McCutcheon on some of the new rules changes as far as like guys jumping into, you know, kind of closeouts or arm bars on drives and that kind of thing. And I'm curious, you know, those are big plays. Those are three points where you wouldn't get, a, you know, so on. Does that change at all kind of how you approach coaching the perimeter or, I mean, kind of how do you look at those kind of, you know, relatively substantial changes? Mm -hmm. I think it's something you have to be very aware of and you have to watch. I know a couple of years ago um, they were talking about certain there's a way that the game was really called from a defensive standpoint where they weren't going to allow certain things. And I thought we overreacted to it. You know, we got, it made us soft because we weren't as physical. We were, you know, to observe it. I think you have to kind of see how officials are calling it and understand how different, like adjust to the game. Um, I have no doubt that, you know, it, 
the point of emphasis will be emphasized. Um, the best way to, to try to teach that I think is through video. I don't know that it's, you know, you can, but I don't know how efficient it is to kind of create new drills and new techniques prior to seeing, you know, how the game, what, what it's going to look like, you know, where is it on the continuum? Now there's a couple of them that are, you know, that are pretty obvious where they're, they're trying to, you know, eliminate some of those shooting fouls and, you know, give the defense a better opportunity. But I, I think, and I think it's going to be different for different players. So I, that, that's one of the ones that you make your team aware of it, you show it to them, you talk about it, um, and then you experience it. And that process kind of continues. There'll be a game when we'll think it should have been a foul and it's not. And you pull up the video and it was, or it wasn't. And so I, I, I think it's, it's an organic thing. You know, it's, it's not like they just legislate something and it's a very clear, clear, that's a hard job those guys have. And I've been a part of that discussion being on the competition committee and it's, there's got to be at some point a rule for Monty. What was he wearing? Did you guys see him on Zoom? That should, that should, that should be a rule right there. Okay. Good enough. All right.